This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. June 6, 1944, thousands of U.S. troops arrived on the shores of Normandy back during World War II. Today, we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. We honor those who courageously served, and we join you live here on Saturday night. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with Jay Doc and our special host tonight, uh, Chris Woods, president of 1199C, will be with us for the entire hour. Before we move along in the show, let me first bring uh, Jay Doc in. Jay Doc, welcome in to you, sir. Uh, thanks, Joe. Certainly um, a historic day, and, 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 and we honor those who gave all and and uh certainly uh it's a historic time today uh people all over the world all over the nation philadelphia all the big cities um protesting uh against injustice uh against racism uh against individuals being brutalized and at the same time, you know, wanting answers and coming up with solutions, which is extremely important, so that we can all move forward together. Uh, certainly an incredibly emotional time. Uh, you know, the AFL-CIO, the National AFL-CIO, makes it clear. Uh, the labor movement supports justice for George Floyd. We support uh, the protesters. Nonviolent protesting uh, is is our right. It's 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 what we should be doing. It's extremely important, and now is such an emotional time. Uh, you know, we just we want to we want to. One of the things I want is for this to come together. That we want we want a, a great solution and something that uh, is positive out of this incredibly uh, emotional time. Let me bring Chris Woods into the uh, conversation. Chris is the president of 1199C. He's going to be uh, with us for the full hour, and we'll be able to get uh, a lot of perspective from Chris Woods. Chris, nice to have you back in the chair. I, I, I've got to say, uh, sir, it's uh, October of 2019 is when it became official that you uh, were going to be or you would become the new president of 1199C. Uh, that must seem like such a long, long time ago as you as you have battled through uh, and are still working through a pandemic uh, and now dealing uh, with uh, all of the activity that's happening uh, in our world today. You're, you're a president, you're a leader, you're a voice, uh, but man, it must be challenging at times. Thank you guys for having me. It's good to hear from you guys. Hopefully, um, you all are staying safe and your families are staying safe during this pandemic. Um, it has been very, very challenging um, to, to lead during this difficult time. But, um, you know, we're doing all that we can here at 1199C to try and keep everyone 
in the Philadelphia, South Jersey, and surrounding counties of Philadelphia are safe and sound as, as our folks provide quality health care for um, all of those individuals who um, have found themselves testing positive um, for COVID-19. So, um, again, a huge shout-out to all of the members of 1199C, and I'm um, definitely you know, honored to be here with you guys tonight to really talk about um, some major issues that's going on uh, within our, our country right now. Chris, let me get let, let me give you the floor. Let me give you the microphone. Let me um, get you to begin uh, the conversation um, and start. I would love to uh, sit back and listen to uh, your perspective um, as a leader, uh, as a union labor leader in this city, uh, as a black man, uh, as a man who knows um, his way around Washington. You know your way around Philadelphia. Um, you deal with all um, types of um, uh, people in your profession, heroes on the front line, uh, city officials, uh, members of the police, uh, dignitaries in Washington. Uh, your job requires you to run the gamut. I think you. Uh, I think best way for us to start here on Saturday Night Live, uh, just to give you an open mic, man, and let you start. I mean... Um Thanks, Joe. And I mean, I, I, I will start from the place of one. I am a black man. Um, I'm a black father. And um, I think when you think about there's a, a, a huge fraction of folks in our country who just because of the color of my skin, the color of my son's skin, um, would, would race to the decision that our life doesn't have any value. And those that large fraction of people who are in our country that are under that belief system, you never know when and where you might run into them. That could be a police stop. That could be in the criminal justice system. That could be um, in the unions. Um, it could be in negotiations. It could be in a number of place, places. And so I was very, very saddened by what took place um, in Minnesota and, and, and watching the video of another unarmed black person um, die at the hands of the police officers who should be protecting and serving and making sure that we are um, safe. We talk about frontline heroes. Those folks are supposed to be that. And uh, unfortunately, um, what happened in Minnesota was flat-out murder, um, and it should be brought to justice um, so that we can get to a place of rehealing and rebuilding where we can all go outside and feel that we have a fair shot no matter where you might encounter folks. And so that's why I was excited about tonight when you guys asked me to come on the show, because it means a lot to me as a young black man in leadership, as a, a, a young black father who's trying to raise um, a young black male. And uh, the difference between my son and myself growing up is that I'm watching him have friends from all different races. He doesn't have to grow up in some of the communities and environments that I did where, you know, I, I only had to experience people who looked like me. I didn't get to experience a lot of different people who looked like me until later, who, did, who doesn't look like me until later on in life. And with him, um, you know, getting to experience those things earlier, I want him to understand that his life has value I want people around him to understand that his life has value. And 
uh, I'm really excited to, you know, talk about those kind of issues tonight because it's really, really important. And I think enough is enough. We can no longer sit back um, as leaders or just as people as a part of this country and allow for what happened in Minnesota um, to take place anywhere in our world. So, again, I'm excited to be here to really talk about those things. And, Chris, you know, it's amazing. You, you mentioned um, your son and, and the uh, – and the opportunity for him to, to obviously grow up in, in, in a uh, in a community where he gets you know he's uh, you know you know hanging out and, and playing with all types of people. Are you surprised at two things: the outpouring of emotion across America and across the world, and are you equally surprised at the outpouring of emotion from individuals from different races, including? A large portion of the of, of, of the Caucasian, you know, race. I mean, you, you go down to the to the marches, and it's completely interracial. Um, tell me about you know your impressions of those situations. But talk about the emotion first, and then you know the communities from every race coming out to support. I mean, when you talk, I'm not surprised by the outpouring of emotion because you're talking about issues. Um, that have been going on for a long time and people have been oppressed for a long time. So what we're seeing is we're seeing people say, look, enough is enough. I mean, the hashtags are starting to get um, extremely too long of all of the unarmed black men and women that we have lost to the police and encounters with the police. And enough is enough. So I wasn't surprised by the outpouring of uh, of emotion, and especially when you watch the video. I mean, one thing sure. that really, Absolutely. you know, the one thing that really stood out to me during the video, and I was saying this to my mom, is just that, you know, you talk about an older black man who is, who has, who, who is basically losing his life, and he called out for his mom. Right. I mean, that just, like, just shows you that, like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then you have other people who stood there and just did nothing. It just did nothing, and it's like, so the emotion part, I, I don't know, you, you have to be brain dead not to have the emotion piece of watching those things and, you know, getting, you know, extremely frustrated that here we go again. And then for those of us who have experienced the criminal justice system from a, you know, an African-American perspective, you know, y- y- you're just tired. You're tired of it. You're frustrated by it. So I get that um I am also proud of some of the other races who have stepped up and now have been able to understand what we have been saying for so long. Instead of pushing back, instead of being resistant, instead of, you know, being silent or or, or letting our voices fall on deaf ears, you know, you had a lot of people, whether it was through protests or whether it was through, um, you know, just interaction on social media with one another, that people um, were certainly starting to step up and understand our pain and understand our frustration. And um, I'm excited about that. And I, and I, and I hope that uh, this could be the start of, you know, what we all need to do to really change the message and change the value system that we have a number of people um, living by now. 
Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. Chris Woods is with us uh, again uh, tonight for the full hour, and it's great to have Chris on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Chris is the president uh, of 1199C. He took over that position in October of 2019. He's worked himself through and continues to work through uh, the pandemic. He's working himself through the uh, intense focus right now uh, on what's happening not only in this city but around the country. Um, And he's the president of 1199C. So he's the leader of that union. So his opinion and what he says certainly does matter and certainly does make a difference. Richard Trumka is the president of the AFL-CIO from a national level. They have come out in force with where they stand. They have emphatically supported and stated that black lives matter. As we go into the commercial break, I'm going to ask you to listen to a two-minute audio montage from that begins with Richard Trumka and then is uh, dropped in with a few other sound bites from some other labor leaders. Um, and then Chris, J-Doc, and I will talk about it when we come back on the other side of the break. Listen up. This week, so many working people said, We've had enough, enough of the systematic racism, enough of the police violence. Many of us took to the streets. In Minneapolis, an entire community rose up in protest and the labor movement was proudly a part of that rising. So let us say today with the conviction that is unmistakable, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter movement shouldn't be seen as controversial. It should be seen as a message of solidarity. We saying Black Lives Matter does not mean that white lives don't matter. Does not mean that brown lives don't matter. It's just saying that if, in order for all lives to matter, black, black lives have to matter as well. You know, the sound bites are good about diversity and about what we need to do to change. But unless we're implementing real change and we are surrounding ourselves with people who have these experiences and who understand these experiences, We'll never be able to continue to to move forward. It is not okay and is not enough for us to just think about and figure out what goes on in our members' workplace through collective bargaining. We have to figure out a way to start the conversation and start some movement in the communities that all of our members live in, in the black and brown communities. Talk to the communities most affected and have them help us uh, come up with the solutions that they need because they know best uh, what they need in all of this. When we talk about us being important and vital, it's because over the history, we haven't been. What there was a time where we couldn't vote, we were slaves. There was a time where we were three-fifths of a person. There were times where we couldn't vote because we were just outright lynched for trying to go out and vote. We'll continue to support the people who are in peaceful protest uh, with boots on the ground out there, you know, uh, supporting our brothers and sisters. Because as A. Philip Randolph reminded us, justice is never given, it's exacted. And freedom is never a final fact, but a continuing, evolving process. 
Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are live here uh, on a Saturday night along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause and the president uh, of 1199C is Chris Woods. He's with us for uh, the full hour. I used to be able to say on a weekly basis that uh, our co-host of the show, Chris Woods, uh, is with us, but then he became president of 1199C in October uh, of 2019 uh, and we we dropped the, we dropped the level on the ladder Chris but that's all right brother you're doing good uh, uh, you're doing you're doing good stuff and it's uh, it's uh, an honor to get you on the show uh, to talk about things tonight you I hope you had a chance to listen to the audio uh, that we played uh, going into the commercial break Richard Trumka president uh, national president of the AFL uh, CIO with a very definitive message supported the message rather supported by um, a handful of the labor leaders would love for you to comment if you will uh, on the message on the support um, that Black Lives Matter and the movement uh, is receiving uh, from Trumpka and from the AFL-CIO in general. Now, I couldn't agree with uh, President Trumpka um, any anymore. I mean, Black Lives Matter, um, that movement is important. Um, I think when you look at the labor movement and, you know, the history of the labor movement going back to the civil rights movement, I mean, it makes sense to tie it all together. We're all fighting for, for people to have a better way of life. And, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, we, we stand with them here at 1199C, and we're proud to stand with the AFL-CIO both here in Philly and on the national level to stand with um, the Black Lives Matter movement because that's truly, truly important. Um, and we need to get people to understand that because Black Lives Matter, that doesn't mean that no one else's lives matters, but, you know, we've been under attack um, for a very long time, and, and you can see the pouring out of emotion, and that's what people are, you know, upset about, and that's what people are frustrated about, and that's why people are, you know, out in the streets saying, listen, protesting, saying enough is enough, and, and we will no longer stand for what, what has been happening. So I'm, having, I'm, actually proud. I'm proud that President Trumpka and all of the leaders of the AFL-CIO will step up and, uh, and join us in that, in that fight. You know, and, and, and having said that, um, you know, Richard Trump came out, I think, um, what, uh, what day last week and talked about uh, the fact that the matter is this is a labor issue. And with, 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 and the similarities are, uh, you know, when, when you injure one of us, you injure us all. And uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, our labor unions are, are, are you know, and, and it seems like our labor movement, you know, we fight against racism and discrimination and job conditions and fair wages on a daily basis. Uh, you have, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, this is a movement that uh, is, 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 and that really, you, I, I am, am 
excited to see so many people supporting uh, the movement because it seems it, it's unanimous. I've almost never seen, I've never seen a country. Now, if people say right now that it's it, obviously there's been violent protests, nobody wants to see the violence under any circumstances. But when you talk about what happened, justice for George Floyd, and the, the, the sentiment that Black Lives Matter, I would, I would, I would, uh, I'd, I'd sense to say that uh, it's unanimous. I've never seen people across the board so upset, and I don't think any one of our listeners could 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 uh, you know disagree that watching what happened to that man was one of the most cruel things uh, in the history of the planet. But having said that. It's, this is the long of a. Uh, this is the end of a long line of, of injustices, and so people are just fed up. And so, no question, at the labor. It's, I'm proud to be a part of the labor movement that is supporting uh, this movement. And and certainly, one of the things that I'd like to know, Chris, is what, what what's the end game? Where are we going? In other words, what do we hope to? What, what do we hope to um, to accomplish? Because what I want more than anything is I want to I want to see change. And I want to see um, uniting, and I want to see you know this 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 situation where people don't feel safe walking or driving their cars, and and the abuse that's been going on. I want to see it ended. Where do you see right. the end game? Well, first, I, I think we need accountability to bring upon change. I mean, if you know that you're going to be held accountable, then we're hoping that that will bring upon the change that we need to see with some of these encounters that won't stop. I mean, the reality of it is, is that you're going to get pulled over by a police officer. You might get stopped. You might have some type of, in account, in, some type of encounter with a, a person of law enforcement. And we want, you know, there to be some accountability. We want it to be some accountability that you are here to protect and serve. That what we witnessed on that tape was murder. It was flat-out murder. Oh, you have flat to, out murder. To, say, to say that it was anything else. Secondly, is we need people to have value. We need to. We want people to have to see us as African American men and women, and and to realize that we have value. Our lives have value, and the system that I believe is broken. When you talk about the criminal justice system, because this plays a part in it as well, we have to fix that. We have to fix that. That is part of the problem, and I'm hoping that we can sit down as leaders and challenge challenge ourselves. To, to fix it. And and lastly, what's more important, I think, as a leader, to, to be okay with stepping up and just saying what it is. Don't give me none of this. I want leaders that are actually going to talk to me, not as the president of the union, but talk to me as a 35-year-old African, African-American man that that could have been me out there on that ground or that could have been my son out there on that ground. Speak to me that way. Be aggressive about it. Be intentional about it. Make that touch and resonate in our hearts. I was very disappointed in some of the press conferences that I witnessed where it was like, what are we talking about? Don't let anybody hijack the opportunity or the moment to bring about change. I'm not, I, I, those are not the people that I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about myself, my son, and others that are, are just tired of it. They're tired of it because the racism goes all across different industries, all across different communities, and it's just enough is enough. You need a fair shot when you 
when you uh, are when you have to unfortunately participate in the criminal justice system. When you do get pulled over by the police or have an encounter with the police, you need a fair shot. And I'm hoping that we can challenge ourselves as leaders to um, to, to change this. And we can't be afraid. Every other industry has regulatory bodies and uh, all these different groups that, that, that monitor what we do and hold us accountable. We got to do the same thing for police. And, and, and we can't have, and we got we, we to create a system that allows for an independent third party to maybe come in and, and hold people accountable if we can't do it internally. Chris Woods, our special guest for the full hour here tonight uh, on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Chris, let me follow up and um, uh, off of something you just referenced, um, and I want to push back on you um, in terms of you saying, speak to you because you're 35. Um, because you are the president of 1199C, the responsibility that comes with that position requires you to be older than that. So there's a lot of pressure on your shoulder to lead, to be able to be in front, to be able to create change, argue for change, write the narrative for change. How do you feel about that? That's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely tough, but, you know, I, I try to get up every day and do the best job I can. I'm not perfect. Um, I make mistakes like everybody else. Um, I try to surround myself with a great team of individuals who can help relieve some of the pressure that is on a young African-American male leader in this city who you have a group of people who don't want to see, you know, someone like myself be successful. So, you know, I, I welcome the challenges that, that come with, you know, me being the president of the union. Um, but I also know that I can't do it alone and that I have a great team around me who, you know, continue to take those pressures off of me because they, they won't stop. And the labor movement is one fight and you get to the next and then the next. You know, look, we didn't see a pandemic coming, but it came, right? And we had to deal with it. We had to adjust on the fly. We couldn't. We couldn't see our members like we normally would in, in, in a setting where we can go in the facilities. So we had to adjust on the fly, and we had to still provide a level of representation that our members could be proud of, and we stepped up and we did it. I mean, I, I told our squad, you know, I don't know who's been through some of the things we've been through in, in, in a short period of time of us just being in leadership of running 1199C. We've been through a lot. We've been through a major hospital closing in Hanuman to going right into a pandemic. And um, it's just growing us up, though. It's just growing us up for these positions that we're blessed to, to have and that we can never lose sight that we're blessed, and we're blessed to have these positions. And we got to make sure that while we have them and while we're at the table, we got to use our voice to be loud and to be heard and to, to, to get, you know, our message across. And that's just not from a standpoint of representing men and women. It's representing the community. I mean, 1199C has been a staple um, within the community. So our, as, as a, when you get the, the, the opportunity to run this union, uh, it goes deeper than just health care. You know, you have folks who come to the union hall for a number of different issues, things that are going on within their communities or things that are going on within their work uh, 
settings. And so um, it, it's, it's something that I don't take lightly. It's something that I, um, you know, try to challenge myself every day to be better. Um, I'm hard on myself, um, and I don't take it lightly. And, again, I do make some mistakes, but, you know, I try to learn from them, and I try to make the best decision to carry this, carry this torch that um, our former president, Henry Nicholas, has passed on to me. Great conversation with Chris Woods tonight, president of 1199C. Uh, We're live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're going to continue the conversation uh, with Chris along with J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause. We'll get to our uh, commercial break uh, on the other side. We'll continue uh, on the back half of the show. Uh, More uh, with Chris Woods back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Thanks for listening, everybody, on a Saturday night. We're back live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Chris Woods, president of 1199C, with us for the entire hour. Fascinating conversation. If you miss any of tonight's broadcast, it'll be posted up on radio.com, and we'll also have it pushed out uh, in the um, labor newsletter. Uh, Jay Doc, I'll come to you. Um, Thank you as well for being here on this Saturday night. Yeah, um, Chris, I want to, I wanna, you know, let's kind of spitfire a little bit. Um, you know, you and I talked earlier during the week, and um, the need for leadership, uh, okay? Our community leaders seem to be doing all the talking, and that's been a godsend. But our political leaders, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, in the city, you know, the mayor, the governor, the president, um, we're, you know, we're not, we're not, we're getting mixed messages. We're not getting a lot of communication here. And, you know, I, you know, tell me what your thoughts are in regards to leadership on a political level that we're getting right now and, and communications. Because I think a lot of people are confused about what's going on because we're on curfew every night, but we're not getting a statement from the mayor explaining to us, you know, exactly what's going on. Um, you know, we, we need t- communication. We need leadership more than ever. Tell me your thoughts on that. I mean, you're right. I mean, you definitely need some some more communication. And again, when you have that communication, like I said earlier, speak to us. You know, put the politics to the side. Speak to us. Be okay with, you know, there's times when you go in as a leader and you speak, not everybody's going to leave the conversation saying, you know what, I agree with what Chris Wood stood up there and said. There, There might be some things that I'm passionate about that, you know, people just don't get or understand. What we are seeing happen, you have to address. You have to come out aggressive and make us feel, as citizens of Philadelphia, that you won't tolerate something like what happened in Minnesota to happen in your city. Forget the curfew and forget all this other stuff. When, it, when that happened, we should have been the first city to jump out there and say something about it. We should have been the no, first no, city to come out with, with the ideas to say, this is what we're going to do. Way before we got to, you know, people taking the protest to the streets here in Philadelphia, which is a great thing. But I wanted to see some more leadership from, you know, you're, you're watching something that went national. It was viral. Everybody's seen this. We had a few days to say, no, hold up. This, this is unacceptable. We're going to call it out. 
for murder. And how, how about this, though, even as some of the leaders that's in these top positions, and I know I saw some, but not everybody, I think it makes a difference if you're out there with them protesting, if you're out there taking a knee, if you're out there understanding and listening to us from an African-American perspective. And I know there's going to be some things that are done behind the scenes and people are going to give a list of demands and this, that, and thing. But when the smoke clears, you know, we really want to see some change. And if we don't see the change, we need to hold people accountable. We need to come out. I have no problem with speaking up on any leader because I've seen some things that I've been diff- that I've been disappointed in way before we got to where we are today. And so, well, you know, you, know, you I see the mayor. I definitely wouldn't hold back. Yeah, Chris, you see mayors around the country. I see them on TV way more than I see our own mayor. And I just want to be. I want leadership. I want somebody to to to, to talk to me with conviction. On you know what the plan is, right. you understand. In other right. words, I, I'm just using the curfew as an example. We're on curfew, a whole entire city, including shutting businesses down. Okay, and okay, I'm fine with that. Talk to me, get my leader. T- t- tell me what's going on. What is the plan? And you know how are we trying to get together? How are we trying to unite everybody? How are we trying to um, you know? Come to a, 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 a positive resolution here. Uh, by the way, I, I listen. I, you know, to, to say emotion like you said earlier, it's an understa- understatement of the, uh, uh, you know, you know, that you can't even imagine. Okay, based on you know what 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 happened in Minnesota and so many previous times. But uh, yeah, my thought is leadership, communication, and we'll be okay. And I just don't see us getting that. You know, it's just, it's it's been a painful time for me personally, particularly because of that. It's it's you know I want I want to know, I I want to hear from my leaders, my political leaders, with conviction. I don't want somebody who's afraid to say something because he's afraid of offending somebody. You know, I mean, because he's afraid to, and and and, and therefore he says nothing. Having said I that, couldn't, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, agree tell me with what you think more, of that. I couldn't well, agree with I, you more. I mean, I think. You know, it was too political. Um, there wasn't enough, like, conviction. There wasn't enough. You didn't leave there feeling like, all right, these folks get it. And these are our leaders. Some of these people are folks that I deal with on a daily basis. I was very disappointed in, you know, watching a lot of people stand up there and say nothing that really mattered. You know, I, I know, yeah, nobody wants people to, you know, destroy in, in our communities and, and businesses and all those things, and I get that. But I also need to hear you speak. That could have been me or my son out there. I need to know how is that not going to happen in Philadelphia. I want to know that. I want to know that I can have some ease if I do get pulled over. And I don't have a suit on. I don't have a tie on. I'm not coming from the union hall or the the, the union meeting. I'm just a regular guy. They don't know you are the president right. of 1199C. I want to know that I can still be like, okay, let me present my information, and I'm going to be okay. Right. I want to know Absolutely. that as my son continue as my son continues to get old enough to to be outside or or drive a car or go to the movies with his friends that you see a group of young black guys they're not just automatically suspects or thugs or you know let let's let let's let's go and put them on the ground and then they get they start pushing back and next thing you know something transpired talk to me for that Chris having Chris I agree that. with that. But let's, you know, we're, and we're going to go to break pretty soon. I know Joe's going to take us to break. But after, when we come back, real, we, I want to talk a little bit about the solutions here because, uh, you know, p- painting it with a broad 
brush, you know, talking about defunding the the, the entire you know, police departments. And, you know, I mean, you know, that's that's to me not a, not realistic at all. Having said that, we should be able to, in other words, this, these solutions need, you know, need to be intellectualized and thought out and be smart. Criminal justice reform, not just at the police level, but across the board. Okay, Absolutely. so that when when and, and and when you look at this entire situation that's going on, my one prayer is this: obviously that we that the violence is stopped, so that we can you come to a resolution and and get something done with this, and that we really make a difference, and that the change that happens happens, you know, for everybody, and that we can stop this. But it's not as easy as defunding one thing. Uh, when we come right. back, when Joe takes us to break, I'd love to talk about that. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Chris Woods, president of 1199C, former co-host of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, but always welcome back in the big chair. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTC Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. This week, so many working people said, we've had enough. Enough of the systematic racism. Enough of the police violence. Many of us took to the streets. In Minneapolis, an entire community rose up in protest. And the labor movement was proudly a part of that rising. So let us say today with the conviction that is unmistakable, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. It's Richard Trumka, president of the AFL-CIO, with that audio drop as we come back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We are broadcasting uh, to you live. We continue to deliver the live show every Saturday night, and we do deliver the broadcast uh, and social distance while doing it. Uh, Jay Doc from his home, uh, I'm broadcasting uh, from my home studio, and Chris Woods uh, is remote as well. As we move into our final segment, Jay Doc, um, just so you're aware of the time on the lead-in, we'll have about six minutes uh, left here in the final segment. All right, and and I'm going to get to this, and this is this is the heart of the matter, man. Okay, we're in a labor movement, and we represent our members, and we have the uh, the opportunity and the, the fortune of collective bargaining. Why is a cop with 18 violations on his record? Okay, why is he still on the street? Okay, we're talking about, you know, these are big, broad-brush issues across the board, but let's, let's, let's dissect it. You've got a man who's been, he's had, he's had violations 18 times on, on his record. Additionally, you talk about some of the solutions. So we mean, don't some, have I that mean, answer, Jay. Uh, Jay Doug, we don't have that answer. Well, no. I'll I tell you what, I, I want to say this. I'm very proud of my union. Okay, I'm very proud of my union. But if I got, if I dropped, when I was an iron worker, if I dropped 18 buckets of bolts and they called my business agent out, do you think he would represent me? I talked to Kevin Boyle today. I said, what would you do if I got, if I got in trouble 18 times? Would you let him fire me? Chris, now your I, thoughts. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's a, it goes back to what we said, accountability. We're all 
all of all the rest of us across any industry and in life, you're held accountable. Somewhere around that, you're not going to get. I don't even know people who can get to 18 times to do anything and still have a job anywhere. You know, and and, and listen, and so we got to call it what it is. I mean, something like that needs to to change. Something like that needs some attention. Something like that you have to really look at it. We haven't done a good job. We we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid to say that. We can't be. We're not saying that all police are bad by saying, hey, we need to institute this policy and procedure around some of these police involved encounters. And, And here's the thing. I, I've always been, always will be a supporter of the police because they're there, they're running, you know, they're running towards the crime when everybody else is running away. So I, I respect our police uh, and our firemen and, and all of our first responders 100%. However, this, this, this constant pattern of, uh, you know, there's more than a, why are good people? And I'm sure these people, you know, maybe the guy who, who, who killed George Ford was a good guy when he started, but he ended up right there. It's the P, it's our PS, PTSD. Are, they, are, are individuals being put in bad situations? And is the system broke? When I say, when I say uh, criminal justice reform, and you talk about the police, maybe we have a lot of great people. These people are heroes, but they're in a, a broken system. I mean, how does this continue? It's just so frustrating. And by the way, I'm a big fan of John McNesby and the police union in Philadelphia. They do a great job. But I'm simply saying that you, you cannot have individuals with 10, 20, 18 violations and complaints of, 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 of violence or whatever. They might, the guy might have been a great guy, but maybe he's been on the street too long. I mean, let's dissect this problem. I, I just, I mean, I'm flat out. You just can't have people going around killing people because of the color of their skin. I don't give a damn. Absolutely. I don't, care if that's, I don't care if that's in the hospital. I don't care if it's on the police. I don't care if it's in the schools. I don't care where, where it is. It's flat out. You have to value our lives. Our lives matter. Black Absolutely. lives matter. You have to value it, man. I, and, and and if you can't come out and say that as a leader, then they, they need to think about you running the organization. That should I, be no, I agree with that. No, I agree with that, Chris. That's, but there's signs with these, some of these. Uh, and, you, you, this could be seen coming with some. What after the 17 violation? Okay, and I'm sure. You, you know, I mean, I don't know what the violations were, but you can see this coming. And yes. Of course, Black Lives Matter. And that man murdered that man. He looked like he was having a sandwich while he was sitting on top of him. He looked like his blood pressure didn't even go up. It was one of the most tragic things I've ever seen in my life. To say it was the last straw for America and the world, it is. But guess what? Everybody else is paying for it. It has to come to an end. Chris, I'll give you last word on the show tonight. I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity to, to come on again. Um, this is an extremely um, important issue that, you know, we're addressing when you talk about racism and you talk about, you know, folks, again, just being murdered because of the color of their skin. Uh, yep. You know, we, we need to have some serious, serious change because without the change that we're looking for, this won't be the last unarmed black person who will die. And we have lost enough. Like I said earlier, the hashtags have gone too long with too many men and women of color who have died with these encounters with police that we could have prevented. 
We could have prevented. We must prevent it. And so I'm urging, you know, all of us as leaders to come together, all of us as members of our community to come together and unite to really, to really once and for all say enough is enough. We, we understand what the issue is now. Everybody understands what the issue is. Now is time to fix it. Let's truly fix it. Then no longer can the system be broken. And the system is not just the police, but the entire criminal justice system needs to be fixed. And enough is enough. Thank you guys for letting me be a part of the show tonight and share my perspective. Good stuff from Chris Woods, the president, uh, the president of 1199C, joining us for uh, the full hour of the broadcast. Uh, great conversation. Um, as we say goodbye to you tonight, Chris, and we say goodbye to the listening audience, um, back to the grind for you. Uh, next steps always stop at the foot of the leader. Uh, and you've got a big challenge uh, in front of you. Um, my money's on you in terms of leading the way. I don't care if you're 35 or an old salty dog like me at 56. Um, I appreciate the words that you've said on the program tonight. Well done, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you back. Uh, good, Thank stuff you, good stuff tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Special thanks to Chris Woods, president of 1199C for joining us for the full hour uh, of the broadcast uh, along with my partner Jay Doc um, uh, who I am Joe Krause see you next time everybody portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 CWA Communications Workers of America and AFSME Local 1739 DC 47 This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.